been gone for a minute, but guess what? We're back and in this episode, we are celebrating Cuban independence. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie, and we've been gone for a minute. But guess what? We're back, and in this episode, we are celebrating Cuban independence. Before we jump in, let me apologize. We have been away for a minute, but you have never been far from heart or mind. And in this time, we've taken a moment to learn and grow under our mentors and be able to provide programming for you that will keep you coming back for more. There are lots of great things coming up, but stay tuned to our socials to find out what those episodes will look like coming up. But right now, let's get into this one. Cuba received its independence on May 20th, 1902. And we are going to be talking about the interesting facts about Cuba. And of course, we're going to celebrate by sharing an amazing story with you. So let's get into the interesting facts. Did you know that Cuba has the highest literacy rate in the world? As a matter of fact, it is 99.8% because education is mandatory from ages 6 to 15. We all have social activities and pastimes that connect us individually to our families as well as to our neighborhoods, communities, and the country that we live in. Well, Cuba is very much the same. And the pastime that connects them all is dominoes. Dominoes are often played from house to house, and whenever there is a large or small social event, you'll definitely find this game available for those who want to play. Did you know that Cuba was the home of the smallest bird in the world? Yes, the bee hummingbird. This little bird only grows to be six centimeters in length, but its beautiful colors are easily to be spotted wherever they are. Cuba is the home of the smallest bird in the world. And our final interesting fact for this episode is that in Cuba, their main music genre is called son cubano. And this music has influences from Spanish and African as well. You can hear this music all across the island. The story that we share with you in this episode is an Afro-Cuban folktale. There was a time where dog, cat, and mouse got along very well. Well, we know these days, that's not how it goes. Let me tell you why. This story is called Letter of Emancipation. Back in the days when animals could speak, when they were all good friends, and when men and animals got along fine, Dog was a slave. Even then, he loved men more than anything else. And in those days, when hours were long, when no one was ever in a hurry, the cat the dog and the mouse were inseparable. They were the best pals in Cuba. They would gather together near the port in the courtyard of a grand house whose stained glass windows caught the dying reflection of the sea. There, at the foot of the laurel tree that had been beaten down with all its birds by the news time, they would often spend half the night talking. 
once after Br'er Cat and Br'er Mouse, who were well acquainted with books and well-versed in many things, had sung the Liberty's praises and spoken extensively of the rights of all the Earth's children, including the children of the sky and the air, Dog realized that he was a slave, and that made him sad. The next day, he went up to see Ulfi to ask for a letter granting him his freedom. Papai, the day, Obedina, the oldest man of the heavens scratched his head and thought for a while, wondering if he would grant the request or not. Finally, shrugging his shoulders and spitting out black tobacco juice as he usually does when he's making a decision, he scratched his name on a piece of parchment paper and gave Dog a proper letter of emancipation. That same evening, Dog was showing it off to his friends proudly. Take good care of it, my friend, advised Cat as he was leaving. Now, since Dog didn't have any pockets, he thought the safest place would be to shove it up his bottom. But after an hour or so, <laughs> that rolled up piece of parchment began to itch. And it itched something awful. And it became more and more uncomfortable. Brer Dog had to walk stiffly and spread his hind legs awkwardly to, to kind of ease the discomfort. But he didn't dare move in the slightest or express any feelings with his tail. But the horrible itching flared up at the most awkward moments and he could not stop himself from running off in desperation to rub his bottom on the ground, not thinking of the consequences. And I must tell you, all of these humiliating actions happened right in public and Everyone made fun of him. What torture. And on top of everything else, he was constantly worrying about losing the document. And by not being careful enough about making sure that the document was still legible, because if it was illegible, it would be null and void. Brer Dog abstained from eating. But finally, unable to choose between freedom and his incessant suffering, he pulled the document from its hiding place and gave it to his friend, Brer Cat. For safekeeping, of course. The cat realized how serious a responsibility it was to leave a manumission letter on the roof where it could be damaged by wind or rain. And he took it to Brer Mouse's house, who had a solid house with a good roof on it. But Mouse had gone to market to get some cheese and other things, and it was Mrs. Mouse who greeted him. So, he entrusted the letter to her with all sorts of instructions. But, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> Mrs. Mouse was going into labor, and she took the letter in her teeth and ripped it up into tiny pieces to line her nest. Meanwhile, Dog had a quarrel with his master. He said, give me another bone. And his master replied, I don't feel like it. Dog stared at the man who was stepping forward with his raised whip. I need a lot more food because I am free. <laughs> but the man said, you will eat what I want you to eat. You were born a slave and you're my slave. No, sir, shouted Dog. And his tail was wagging flickeringly very quickly in approval. <laughs> I am not your slave. I have a letter of manumission. Well then. Bring it to me and be quick about it. 
the man replied. The dog ran to the courtyard under the laurel tree and called to his friend Cat. Brer Cat, quick, quick, give me my letter of freedom. Ooh. Cat called Mouse. Brer Mouse, quick, quick, bring me dog's letter that I left with your wife for safekeeping. Brer Mouse ran home. And when he got there, he found his wife sleeping with seven newborn little mice. Mm. Amidst, they lay amidst torn scraps of paper. Oh. He hurried back all embarrassed and he whispered into Brer Cat's ear. But then, Brer Cat's face changed. He lifted his two front paws and for the first time, his claws came out and he pounced on Mouse. And for the first time, Dog leaped on Cat and planted his canines in his neck. Mm. Laying on his back, Brer Cat struggled valiantly and... He was a formidable opponent, a whirlwind of meows and slashes and teeth and eyes and fire and blood dripping all over the place. Now, Tiny Brer Mouse scurried off at some point to his hole, and Cat, well, was in a sorry state. His fur was all ruffled, and he climbed up the laurel tree and then onto his roof, and from... There, he arched his back and went on meowing and spitting forth his bile and insults at Dog. Then, Brer Dog quietly returned, licking his master's hand, and laid down at his feet without saying another word. That may have been the first time that Dog, Cat, and Mouse fought, but as we know very well, it definitely wasn't the last. I'm certain you enjoyed this story as much as I have. I will leave the source of this story in our show notes where you can go back and take a read for yourself or join us every week as we continue to share stories in our traditional storytelling fashion. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What Good. If you haven't already, I don't know what you're waiting for, but please visit us on our socials and remember to like, subscribe, share, so that we can continue spreading these stories in our traditional storytelling fashion. You can follow us at Talking, T-A-L-K-I-N underscore Tales, T-A-L-E-S on Instagram. You can also find us at Talking Tales on Facebook. And don't forget, we have a YouTube channel. It's Talking Tales, T-A-L-K-I-N, T-A-L-E-S, where you can find videos of these and many other amazing stories. Join us next week as we upload new episodes for your enjoyment. Till then, be safe and well and What good?